joy comes from looking back. But when I look ahead, I get fearful. I get fearful. So if you will allow me today, let me speak to you from 33 years. And if you have aspirations of pastoring, please, please lend me your ears. If you brought your Bibles with you, would you turn with me to the fifth chapter of Acts? Fifth chapter of Acts. And in that particular chapter, I want to call attention to verse 27, verse 28, and verse 29. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it reads this way. Then they brought the apostles before the council where the high priest confronted them. Didn't we tell you never again to teach in this man's name, he demanded? Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Our subject today comes from verse 29. We must obey God rather than men. God, have your will and your way today. Rescue me from me. Hide me behind the cross. I pray that nothing I do or say will hinder your people from hearing your word. By faith, I thank you now. In Jesus' name and for Christ's sake, amen. amen. Here is a scene, it's a scene. I hope that you will read it at your leisure. It's a scene. Let me describe the scene for you. The scene involves Peter and the apostles. They are being attacked for preaching and teaching the name of Jesus. They are being attacked by their enemies for preaching the resurrected Christ. That's the scene. It was that scene that arrested my attention because that scene, which was 2,000 years ago, is becoming all too common today. Amen. Amen. These men are in a skirmish, if you will, between the horizontal and the vertical, the spiritual and the carnal, the things of men and the things of God. 
And I imagine that these preachers had to feel like a man struggling through a thicket of briars who before they could untangle themselves from one briar, another bunch of thorns would grab them. I want, I want to suggest to you today that we need not look far in 2012 to find many preachers who have been rebuked or even lost their pulpits for advocating needed change while other preachers have mouthed safe traditions and intentionally avoided controversy and in the interim prospered and been praised. Amen. There are far too many trumpets today blowing an uncertain sound. Dr. C.A.W. Clark put it this way, we have an overdose of butterfly preaching. Preachers choose to flutter from one flowery text to another. And so consequently, there are many modern congregations who have no theological grasp of their faith. Amen. And so sometimes we wonder why it is that we get folk in the church and we can't keep them in the church. It is because if you don't have strong foundations, amen, you will easily give in. Amen. And there are many people who used to usher, used to sing on the choir, used to be deacons, used to be in the ministry, used to be musicians, and they are no longer found at church. Amen. And so consequently, the church today, many of the people in the church today, are suffering from spiritual malnutrition. We wonder, what's wrong with our children? Well, our children went all the way through grade school. They studied science, social studies, history, English, no Bible. They left grade school, went to junior high school, social studies, history, American history, foreign languages, all these kinds of things, no Bible. They went to high school, they studied high school subjects, all of these kinds of things, SATs and all of these other kinds of tests, no Bible. They left high school, went on to college, went to college, and a professor there told them that the very idea of Jesus was foolish. They went into college saved, but they came out scientific. Amen. Amen. And so now the preacher has to preach past lack of knowledge, prejudice, suspicion, and fear. The problem is intensified when you consider the congregation 
for the congregation consists of people of all ages, all degrees of mental and spiritual ability. So you, you look at it. How is one man going to come up with one sermon that fits a group where everybody is so unlike each other? Amen. Amen. Add to this the most problematic question, because all of us feel like Moses. Who am I that I should even dare to speak for you? Amen. And upon what grounds do I assume this job? Because preaching is, brethren, what it is, no coward can be a preacher. Amen. And so the preacher has to make up his mind early not to be overcome by the problems and difficulties that accompany his calling. How many times have we witnessed this scene within and without the church where servants of the Lord who have confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised him from the dead are confronted by those of the unsaved who want to give the preacher orders. Keep your mouth shut and do not teach in his name. Well, what, what, what's the problem with Jesus? Jesus disturbs. He, he disturbs, he disturbs, he disturbs. He is the prince of peace, but he is a destroyer of false peace. Amen. Amen. Jesus shakes things up. You, you, you let Jesus loose in your house. You, you let Jesus loose in your church. You let him loose in your school. He's going to shake it up. He's going to shake it up. I tell you, I tell you, Jesus is a disturber. A disturber. And so the devil's favorite entertainment is a sermon that does not disturb. A amen. All you got to do to get good response is just stay clear of Jesus. Amen. Just stay clear of Jesus. Just, just, just go down. Just do that prosperity thing. A amen. Just, just, amen. But if the pulpit remains silent on difficult subjects, it is an evasion of responsibility rather than a solution to a problem. You see, preaching is a little bit of time to raise the dead. Amen. Amen. Here, here, Peter, Peter and the apostles, 
are confronted by the Sanhedrin and the high priest who, who have the audacity uh, to tell them, keep silent. The high priest and his henchmen, their Roman overseers would later gang up on the apostles to scare them into shutting their mouths about the risen Christ. Amen. They suggest to them, how can you talk about a Christ that is risen when we just killed him? Amen. He's dead. He is dead. We killed him, and if you keep talking about him, we're going to kill you too. Amen. How dare you speak about a man that we have silenced, that we put to shame, a man that we hung on the cross and saw him take his last breath. How dare you talk about a man that we humiliated, crowned with a thorn of crowns. How dare you stand before us, Peter, and tell us that this same man is risen. Amen. For if you say he's risen, then we take that to mean that he's coming back for those of us who were responsible for killing him. So your resurrection pronouncements are, are really, they're, they're, they're really, really vague. They, 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 don't, they, they, they must stop. Well, so we don't want to hear any more of this man's teachings. So I looked at them. I looked at them again, and I think I began to understand what their problem was. Their problem was they were more into science than salvation. Amen. 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 They, they were empirical. If they couldn't see it, touch it, taste it, feel it, hear it, it did not exist. Amen. Amen. But they, they lost sight of the fact that omnipotence shatters the whole realm of science. If you take infinite love, and arm it with infinite power, then God transcends all scientific laws. And you cannot say what he cannot do, for he can do whatever he chooses. Amen. They were given to science. But then when I looked at them, I saw the church. Because the church that used to believe in miracles is now becoming more scientific. We don't really believe Jesus comes to church no more. Not really. Not really. We don't really believe that we're in the presence of the Lord. We, we don't really believe entering into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. We don't really believe that anymore because if we believe that Jesus was at church, if we believe that the power of the Holy Ghost was still operating in church, if we believe that God was still doing miracles at church, then the church would be a place of power rather than a place of depression. The church would be a place of power rather than a place of fatigue. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
the enemies of Christ. Threatened them. And told them, you've got to stop speaking about Jesus. Well, uh, we see this scenario over and over again. The devils and the enemies of Christ would threaten the servants of God to keep their mouths shut under the strictest orders. Amen. Uh, it's becoming a point now, Brother Pastor, where the pulpit is in jeopardy. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The pulpit is in jeopardy. Uh, people used to come wondering, is there a word from the Lord? Amen. Amen. But, but now preaching is becoming extremely difficult. Amen. Amen. And so we've got to understand that as we move away from the word of God, amen, and we become more and more entertainment oriented, amen, then, then preaching is becoming more and more difficult. Amen, 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 amen. God Mattel, that great African-American prince of preachers, he, he was heard to say that there are times when he would have gladly switched places with those who pick up the trash. Anything to avoid having to come to the pulpit with another word for Sunday morning. Amen. You see, in 2012, now I know it's not happening here. Amen. Some people want to run the church their way rather than serve the church God's way. A amen. A amen. 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 And, and so there is, a, there is a magazine that I subscribe to, Church Tax and Law. And every time I get my monthly subscription, more and more I hear about pastors suing churches and churches suing pastors and musicians suing churches. And so we are busily going to court now. Amen. Because pastors I mean, have to fight. Amen. Have to fight over the pulpit. Amen. There, there used to be a time back in the day when we was colored. Back in the day, people believed that the man of God was called by God. A amen. And, and so when they came to church, they came to hear a word from the Lord. Amen. But, but now, 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 time it's getting tough. It's getting tough now. A amen. Amen. We, we had a young lady visit our church. She came a few Sundays. She came up to the pulpit. She said, well, Pastor, I, I, I love to hear you preach, you know, and I really enjoy your word, but you just preach too long. <laughs> so I said, well, you, you keep looking. You, you'll find the church where you know. Uh, um, you, you, you can get out when you want to. I said, then, then. Then if you don't, do like a whole lot of other folks. Start your own church. 
Amen. But we have become so accustomed to doing things our own way. Amen. That we have trouble doing things God's way. Amen. Amen. Young preacher went to his church for, uh, had just been called to his church. He went to his church. His first sermon was the dangers of alcohol. When service was over, one of the deacons told him, said, son, I need to see you. He said, yes, Deke. He said, um, uh, in this county, we sell moonshine. And if you want to stay here, uh, don't touch on alcohol no more. He went home, and next Sunday he came, and he preached about the dangers of tobacco products. Service was over. Another one, the deacon said, come here. Need to see you. Said, in this county, we are tobacco growers. And if you want to stay here, don't preach about tobacco no more. He came the next Sunday, and he preached about the dangers of fishing in territorial waters. If you're not careful, you'll let folks scare you so bad that you won't be able to preach the gospel. Amen. I heard Dr. Robert Smith Jr. said when you preaching, if some folks' eyeballs was pistols, they'd blow your brains out. But I've come to discover that you got to preach to rolling eyeballs. You got to preach. You got to preach when folk like it, and you got to preach when folk don't like it. You got to preach when they get up and leave, and you got to preach if they don't. Let God be true, and all men be a liar. We're not... I, I begin to wonder, Pastor Venice, I begin to wonder, what happened to sin? What happened to sin? And, and what happened to repentance? God, my God. I told my folk at church, I said, listen, if you know where I can find some sinners, bring them to church with you on Sunday. I love preaching to sinners. Problem with us is we ain't got no sinners no more. We ain't got no more sinners. Folk, amen everything. We ain't got no sinners no more. Amen. 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 We have the audacity, the gall to tell the preacher what to preach. Amen. But not only is this a pulpit problem, it's a pew problem as well. 
Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I tell you what, you, 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 you get happy three weeks in a row. And see what happens. There they go again. Now, everybody get happy sometimes, but ain't nobody shouting every week. And if you let them, if you let what they say bother you, you'll find yourself glued to the pew and quenching the Holy Spirit because you worry about what somebody's going to say. But let me tell you one thing. If you knew all the hell I've been through, <laughs> ain't no way in the world I can think about all the stuff that God has brought me through and be quiet and I tell folks, if you don't like noise, don't sit next to me. You better move, because if I get happy, I'm going to holler. I got to holler, because he's been too good to me not to holler. The devil. The devil. Always gives strict orders. Listen, uh, don't say nothing. Be quiet because Jesus disturbs. Jesus threatens. Amen. And there are forces, brothers and sisters, that are arraigned against the preaching and the teaching of the gospel. Amen. And so I wanted to say to you today that if you believe that God has called you to preach, get your lesson. Go to school. But by all means, get some guts. Now, I don't know about no seminary that's got a class on guts. But if you're going to preach in 2012, you better have some guts. Amen. Amen. You've got to be willing to stand and proclaim the truth boldly and refuse to be silenced by the opposition. You have to refuse to be cast under the spell of silence when truth needs to go forth. Amen. The history of the church is complete with those who refuse to be quiet. Martin Luther said to the Catholic Church, here I stand. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said to those in front of the Nazi regime, when God calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Countless men and women have stood for the Lord and said no when they were told to be quiet. People in Russia and other communist countries are going to jail 
we don't know how blessed we are. We can pick and choose our praying ground. And they're going to jail just for trying to serve the Lord. We are called to serve God and man. But a time may come when we have to choose between the two. Amen. Question is, will we side with those who want us to give up the tenets and power of our faith? Amen. Church is being challenged today. Thank God for our president. Thank God for our president. I love him. I pray for him every day. But the church is being challenged because the president says he believes. Amen. He supports same-sex marriage. I love him and I pray for him, but I want to tell him, Mr. President, the book says, amen, I don't care what culture says, the book says, amen, that no effeminate person shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so if you're going to preach in 2012, you got to tell the homosexual and you got to tell the lesbian, if you don't change, you're going to hell. Amen. Are we willing to stand for the truth? Die for the truth? Amen. How can we be silent when God tells us to speak up? Amen. We have to preach now in the face of cynicism. Amen. Amen. The question is, are we prepared to obey man? Or are we obeying God? Have we given up? Or are we standing for the one who stood up for us? Are we under strict orders and keeping our mouths shut? Amen. Well, as I hurry on to a close, let me ask you some questions, New Mission and St. Mark. As I take my clothes, I don't want to leave you out of this. Uh, what kind of preaching you want to hear? And, 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 and what are you willing to listen to? Can this preacher speak to you freely from his heart? Amen. The word and the will of God. Now listen. Will you listen if he preaches about your sin? Huh? I, I'm talking about your sin now. Amen. Will, will, you, will you still listen? Amen. If he preaches about judgment, if he tells you, I love you, but you need to repent, will you hear it? Amen. Is it, listen, is it safe for him to, uh, to challenge your greed? Is it safe for him to question your values? Listen, is it safe for him to point out the deficiencies in your behavior? Huh? 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 Well, 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 can, can he tell you that if you don't pay your tithe, you're a robber? Yeah. 
I, I found out at St. Mark, if you want to stop folk from shouting, all you got to do is say, now let us bring all the tithe. Hmm? Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what if he wants to deal with your attitude? Suppose, suppose next Sunday morning sermon is you need to change your attitude. Can you handle that? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what if he wants to deal with your pride? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you know what his purpose is. His purpose is to preach unto you the unadulterated word of God. I'm not questioning that. I just want to know, can you handle preaching? Now, now. I know you can handle the choir. I've seen you do that. You can handle the choir. <laughs> you can handle the choir. We love music. Huh? But what I want to know is, can you handle preaching? Huh? Yeah. Unadulterated. Just like the Bible says, preaching that gets all up in your Kool-Aid. Gets all up in your business. Can you handle that? Uh, can you say amen when it hurts? Stand up and say when it hurts, but preach it anyhow. Sometimes God gives. God has to hurt you to help you. Amen. 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 Do you, do you want him to congratulate you every Sunday? Or to challenge you every Sunday? My daddy told me, he said, listen, boy, if folk shaking your hands and patting you on the back every Sunday, <laughs> you, you ain't preaching. Uh, <laughs> he said, folk ought to leave church some Sunday morning looking at you like you. Amen. Amen. I pray, I pray that in these days to come where truth is not popular, that you will come to the point where he can show up preach. Amen. And say, see the preacher ought to be able to say what the Bible says. Amen. 
if the Bible says it, I ought to be able to say it and not have to apologize to you. Amen. 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 Thus saith the Lord, whether you like it or not, it's the gospel, and God ain't going to change it for you. Amen. Amen. We ought to obey God rather than man. Amen. Pastor's job is called an equipping ministry. His job is to help all of the faithful carry out their witnessing and evangelizing. Now as I come to a close, thank you for your patience. I need to tell you that all of you are in the ministry. Amen. So we need to get our preaching coordinated. Because you are in the ministry. See, the sign ought to say, Pastor Tracy Venice, minister everybody. Amen. Look at your neighbor and ask him, say, where are you ministering at? Huh? Yeah. Where are you ministering at? Amen. Amen. So we need to stop coming, just coming to church and telling each other about Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I already know him. You don't... You don't have to tell me about him. I already know him. Been knowing him for a long time. A amen. But there's some folk out there on Ravina. Some folk out there on Madison Road that we can be in dialogue with. And young folk, when you all go back to school, you can tell your schoolmates about Jesus. Amen. Amen. We need to stop being in dialogue with one another. Amen. And go out and preach all over the city. Amen. Amen. Brothers, sisters, we ought to obey God rather than men. I pray my time is coming to a close. I thank God it's 33 instead of three. Amen. Because when I look at the church that I love, I miss the one I grew up in. I wish I had a time capsule that I could take you back to the one I grew up in, where folk loved each other. They loved each other. Amen. Where if sister so-and-so got sick, amen. The next day, you could see an army of sisters going down the street with a mop and a broom and a bag of groceries and a little piece of money. And when they left the house, they had fixed a meal, cleaned the house up, and left some money on the dresser, and then told her, we'll be back before the week is out. Amen. Back in the day. I'm talking about when we was colored. 
back in the day when we would come to church. I'm talking about back in the day when we worship God and praise God. People have the nerve to think that praise is new. You ain't seen nobody praise God till you saw grandma praise God. Amen. Grandma was the original praiser. Amen. Amen. She got happy without a choir. Amen. 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 But we've gotten sophisticated and educated and assimilated. <laughs> Amen. And we're losing those things that brought us over. Amen. May I suggest that we better get back to the book. We better get back to the book. Amen. Amen. Pray for him. Every day. Pray for him. Amen. That he will always have the courage to tell you what thus saith the Lord. And he won't let you hold him hostage with the pastor's anniversary. Because sometimes he'll have to tell the chairman of the pastor's anniversary, you wrong too. Pastor can't have buddies. Can't have buddies. Amen. It's a lonely job. Amen. Some things he goes through, he can't even tell her. Because he's mad and doesn't want her to be mad. He can handle it. But he doesn't want to bear her with that burden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold him up. Pray for him. And then in your own life, Pray that you don't become scared. Pray that you won't become threatened. Amen. And if you have aspirations to pastor, <laughs> please don't lose your character to get behind one of these. Amen. 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 Because if you bow and scrape to get there, when you get there, don't be mad when they call you Reverend Bow. Daddy said, the way you go in, <laughs> where you going to stay in. Amen. God bless you. God keep. Amen. Would you stand? Doors of the church are open. There might be somebody here today who's yet to make a decision for Christ. <laughs> 